Hello, friend. I am so excited for this episode. It is a big one and it is a technical one. I don't know if I'll do another one of these because this was pretty tough to put together, but no doubt it is extremely valuable. Now on to it so we can get started. For every Professor Heat episode, I want to start out with what I'm calling a clear eye view. It's a declaration that I wrote and my goal is for you to memorize this and every time you listen, you can say it out loud with me. Here it goes, clear eye view. I am smart, straight up brilliant. When I'm in a valley, I persevere for I am equipped and resilient. When failure presents itself, I'm ready to learn and come prepared. And when the fear doesn't go away, I do it scared. I'll take the shit sandwiches knowing they make me tough And when I face plant, I get up, I get up, I get up. I'm Sam Huber, CEO of PIP University, and you are listening to a Professor Heat episode of Salon Owner School. Heather Manuel is the creator of Meet Beat Salon and PIP U, and she's your podcast host for today. We've been best friends since I was 16, and 10 years later, we started building this company in her mom's living room with our laptops on TV trays. Today, we serve salons across America in our program, Rich Life CEO, which has generated over an additional $5 million in combined revenue for our students in just three years. To learn more, head over to pip-university.com. Now, here's Heather. This question is asked so often, I thought it was time to dive in and give a solid guide to how I do this. And the question is basically, how do I set my revenue goal for the year? There are so many ways to do this. There are some easy ways and there are some very complicated ways. This is, I wouldn't say on the complicated side, but it is more thorough but it's not as complicated as it gets. Most of the time you see people respond with a 10 or 20% increase from the previous year, but we need to know where that growth in revenue is gonna come from and when we project it coming, meaning in what quarter. So revenue can increase or decrease because of many factors, but the most objective are hiring, that can increase revenue with a short-term financial investment at first that goes to training the new hires. Price increases can increase revenue, obviously, and then turnover can decrease revenue. So like I said, there are other factors, but these are the most distinct ones. And for this specific episode, I made a spreadsheet for you. So as you're listening, it will be very, very beneficial for you to have the spreadsheet pulled up. If you want to take a listen first and try to track how I walk you through this, go ahead. But you'll definitely want to listen again while you have the sheet in front of you. So we're going to gather some data first and make some projections with the intent to see how much we can basically profit by the end of the year. So first, we need to know the average of our expenses. So you can either get this in your monthly P&Ls if your accountant or bookkeeper sends those to you. And if they don't, I highly recommend this be something you put in place as soon as possible. If you don't have monthly P&Ls, you can either get in QuickBooks and run a monthly P&L report. And if that's over your head, because I understand QuickBooks confuses me also, you can just look at your bank statements. 
So step one is to gather your expenses for the year. So things like rent, utilities and internet, all of your subscriptions. So like any apps you guys use, music for the salon, things like that. Education, team celebrations or team gifts, any benefits like PTO or insurance, repairs and maintenance, marketing and promotions, things like that. But don't include your payroll and your inventory yet. Now, if you look at the top of the spreadsheet, you're gonna fill in your total revenue from last year and then how much you spent on expenses, total for the year. Then we factor in payroll, including owner's pay, and inventory, also known as cost of goods sold. These two are usually variable costs because what we bring in in revenue depends on how much we spend. Well, and at least for payroll, if you're a commission salon. So you're gonna fill in how much you spent on total payroll, including the owner's pay, and how much you spent on retail inventory and professional back bar. And you'll notice in the sheet, there are percentages next to the expenses, payroll, and inventory totals. This is so we can know how much they're projected to cost us so we can see a projected profit. You'll also see when we're finished that when you spend the same percentage of revenue on expenses, inventory, and payroll that you've been spending, your profit margin will stay the same. You may make more money, but the margin percentage will remain. And lastly, and this is just so we can reference for this year's profit goal, fill in your profit from last year. And if you don't know it, you can leave it blank and it won't mess up anything, but it's just nice to have that there for comparison. So after I know my expenses, my payroll and my inventory, and I fill that in, I move on to step two and I start recording our service providers numbers. So you're gonna go back last year in your salon software and get the total service sales and the total retail sales for each service provider and get their total service and retail sales for the quarter. And you're only gonna do this for service providers that are still at your salon. Don't include anyone that's left the company. And you're gonna fill those numbers in on the spreadsheet. And if you wanna go the extra mile, add each service provider's utilization for the year. That, that may come in handy here in a second. So I'm not taking any turnover from last year into consideration. We're only looking at our existing team and if any guests stayed with the salon and are seeing another service provider, those numbers will show up in their quarterly retail and service sales. I'm also not going to take any price increases that may happen this year into consideration because that gets really complicated to explain over a podcast, but we will think about it here in a second. Now that we have Q1 through Q4, service and retail sales for each service provider, we move on to step three. So let's think about hiring. Do you plan on hiring this year? And if so, how many service providers? Be conservative with this. It's better to be conservative with how many new hires in your projections than to be aggressive. Save the aggressiveness for actually hiring and actually training them to get them to be able to produce on the floor. So on the spreadsheet, there's a chart for up to six new hires. If you want to hire more, then you can add rows. If you want to hire less, you can hide the rows. So you're going to type the word hire in for the quarters you want to hire each person. 
We recommend hiring in clusters of at least two at a time because there's many benefits to this. I should do another podcast on that. So then the quarter after you hire someone, you're going to add in quarterly sales totals for their service and retail for the remaining quarters of the year. I know that this is a lot to track only through audio. That's why it's helpful to have the spreadsheet up in front of you. Now, if you don't know what to put for, let's say you have potential new hire one, number one, and you don't know what to put for their, what you think they're going to bring in in total sales for a quarter, do you have any data in your salon software you can pull up and refer to one of your existing team members and what they did in the following quarters after they were hired? And if you do, pick someone who was hired in the last one to two years, quote unquote, an average person. So not one with a special case or a special talent that had incredible numbers or had really poor numbers. We just need a, we need normalcy here. So stay conservative. And if you don't have any data, make an educated guess based on your new guest flow per month. Now, these numbers are going to be for the quarter, but think about how many new guests you have coming in per month, times it by three. And then think about how utilized someone can be that's new that you just trained. So you have to take your utilization into consideration here because some salons can have a new hire immediately produce 5,000 in sales the first month after they're trained because their new guest flow is so strong. Some may only do $500 for the month. So be intentional and also be reasonable here. So I'm gonna give you an example. For me, I'm hiring two new service providers in Q1. So I'm gonna put the word hire in Q1 in that chart for the first two rows. And then for quarters two, three, and four, I'm gonna fill in what I think they can do in total sales. And I'm gonna be conservative. And I'm also gonna use a couple of our newer service providers and their past data to be able to come up with this total sales projection. I also plan on hiring four new people in Q3. So in Q3, I'm gonna put the words hire for the third, fourth, and fifth potential hires. And then in Q4, the following quarter, I'm gonna fill in the total sales I think that they can bring in, okay? So now, at this point, in step one, you have your total expenses, payroll, and inventory costs for last year. In step two, you have your service and retail sales for each quarter for every service provider you currently have. In step three, you projected new hires you plan on hiring in each quarter and you filled in your projection for their total sales starting the quarter after they were hired. So we're going to pause here for a second and this isn't necessarily a step so I'm just going to call it 3A and it's highlighted in a blue box. This tells us the growth rate percentage of just hiring alone. So we know how much our existing service providers did last year in total sales. And we know the projections that we just put in for the new hires and the total sales that we think they're going to bring in. So that's going to give us a growth rate percentage on its own. If your growth rate percentage is more than 10% when you type all this in the spreadsheet, then I want you to pay attention to step four because now we do some analyzing. There's a bright pink cell that shows the total sales from our existing service providers last year. Then we can see what those numbers look like 
at a five to a 20% growth rate. So let's say last year you did 500,000. We can see that, what does that 500,000 look like if it grew by 5%, 10%, 15%, or 20%? This is basically asking, at what rate do you want to grow your existing team? And this is a big priority because it's their careers. Now, we could just solely rely on the growth rate percentage from new hires alone, especially if we were really planning on hiring this year, but we have to make sure we're growing our existing service providers because this is a massive component to retaining them. So whatever percentage rate you choose, make sure you gather the confidence to execute what gets to be done to progress their careers. If you have a 10% growth rate from just hiring the new hires alone, and then you choose a 10% growth rate in step four, which is for your existing team, it may seem like a hefty goal. So I want you to think about these things because this is how you grow your existing team members. For your existing team in general, is there room for them to grow their utilization? Can they be more booked this coming up year? If you filled in their utilization numbers, let that be a factor in how much room there is for growth. If you've got a couple and it's like they are booked out, there really isn't a much room for utilization, then pay attention to these next few steps. Do you think any of them will be going through a price increase this year? Can any of them improve on retail sales? And then this is a really big one if they're not going to be going through a price increase this year or you don't project it. Can any of them start focusing on building a book with higher ticket services? Does anyone do a ton of haircuts? Can they focus on converting some of those guests to try color because the guests would enjoy it or the guest needs it? And then that would increase their tickets. Can they focus on being trained in extensions or if they're already trained in extensions to actually book more extension services? All of those points can go into thinking about what growth rate you choose for your existing service providers because all the things that I just mentioned is how you grow them. When you have your total revenue goal for the year, you'll see your percentages for what you spent on expenses, payroll, and inventory from last year. Those charts are going to spit out your projected profit dollar amount and a profit percentage. This is intentional to show you even if you make more money, if your spending habits and your compensation structure stay the same, your profit percentage won't move. Your profit dollars will but the only way to increase the margin percentage is to improve your budgets around expenses, inventory, and payroll. Now, the last is 4A in the spreadsheet. Once you fill in your growth rate percentage that you're going to shoot for, you'll see how this allocates service and retail revenue to each quarter. So there's a couple charts down there, and it'll have Q1 through Q4, and you're gonna see how much you need to do in service and in retail for Q1, service and retail for Q2, and so on and so on. Now, these charts are using the percentage of revenue per quarter from last year, so it's capturing your company's existing revenue patterns. So let's say you have a goal for a million dollars this year. People always want to know, well, how do I allocate per quarter? Rather than just doing, okay, we have a $250,000 goal for every quarter and you just split it four ways, 
you can look at your historical data and see what your booking trends are, when you're normally busy, when you're normally slower. And so this spreadsheet is taking that into consideration so it's as accurate as possible. It's also using your existing retail to service percentage. So those allocations are as accurate as they can be right now. Now, what it's also doing, because we took a total sales for our new hires, so this is assuming that new hires are going to learn how to sell retail at the rate of your existing service providers. If your training is really good and you guys do great retail sales, this shouldn't be a problem. And honestly, if you're not very big on retail sales, it shouldn't be a problem either. It normally washes and balances out. It's also capturing the projected revenue from new hires in the appropriate quarters that you plan on having them start producing revenue. Now, at this point, if there's anything that you want to play around with, please do. If this was me, I could spend like two to three hours in a spreadsheet like this, just playing around. See what it looks like to hire less or hire more. Or how different, yet attainable, sales projections for the new hires affect the numbers. See what the quarterly and monthly numbers look like at a different growth rate percentage. Play around until it feels right to you and you like the profit you're seeing. So now you should be able to have very clear projections to start planning out how you're going to prepare and execute and how anything new or any reviewing will be laid out for the team. So I hope that you really liked this episode. It is technical as hell, but I get this question so much, it was time to share. And so hopefully you can follow along really well when you have the sheet in front of you. If you did find this valuable, please share it. And until next time, go out and positively impact people, my friend.